Next Level Life and Finance Podcast. This is your host, Tony Kane. Today, I have the luxury of having Joel Curtis with us, a psychologist from Endeavour Wellness. So I know we're all going through some tough times at the moment and probably um, for some never been tougher. So I thought I'd mix it up a little bit and get Joel to come and sit with me today just to talk through life, just to talk through how important it is to understand yourself and make sure that, you know, no matter how hard things are right now, that, you know, things will get better. So it's a real privilege um, for me to sit here and, you know, as my job, I get to get inside some of the smartest and brightest minds there is and just dig out all that gold there and uh, hopefully uh, break it down for, for all the listeners out there. So um, in for a real treat today and uh, just a quick one to thank all of our first responders, so all of our doctors and nurses out there that are helping do a great job to fight off uh, COVID-19. Um, hopefully we're through the worst and things get back to normal. So um, yeah, this is going to be a real good one. It's a bit of a change of uh, tact and um, I hope you really enjoy it. So Joel, thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, no problems at all, Tony. Thanks for having me. I hear you saying looking for the uh, brightest and sharpest mind, so I'm sorry that person couldn't show up, but uh, I'll try my best today. <laughs> I was really glad to get you on today because I know probably more than ever now there's people out there who um, are feeling anxious, are feeling unsure, and are probably feeling things they've never felt before. Yeah. Um, so, mate, I um, was just going to ask you, and apologies if it sounds like a stupid question, but for, for listeners out there, you know, what, what does a psychologist actually do? No, it's a great question, mate, and I get it a lot, you know, in terms of what psychologists actually do. And as you can appreciate, there's a lot of um, misinformation out there. There's a lot of, you know, misconceptions about what we do. Essentially, as psychologists, what we're about is helping people understand themselves a lot better. A lot of us as psychologists are very passionate about um, helping provide people with insight, background, history and understanding as to their life, how it's working, why it's working, give them opportunities to understand behaviours, patterns, why things keep happening the way they are and then work with people to help them sort of move forward and create with that insight and understanding how they can create better patterns, better routines, better habits, mate. Mate, I, um, I can attest to that. So, um, you know, people don't know my story. I sort of had a bad injury when I was 19, which changed the course of my life dramatically. And it took me a long time to recover, like, you know, almost a decade. And I, um, I bit the bullet about five years ago, I just, I'd had some success in some parts of my life. Like I'm fortunate to have a lo- lovely family and wife and kids, but I just had this gaping hole in my life, which was making me extremely um, upset. And Joel, I took the step to see a psychologist and yeah. I didn't really know wh- why I even, you know, went to see a psychologist. I, I felt like I was okay in some parts, but then I was really bad and, and really sad in other parts. So yeah. that's obviously something you come across quite often. Yeah, absolutely. Particularly in blokes, mate. And I, and I appreciate you telling your story, Tony, because I know how personal and confronting that can be for people, mate. So I, I absolutely understand that as a bloke, and obviously, as you can attest to, we're supposed to be bulletproof and big and strong and fast. And obviously, with your professional sporting background, that's even more highlighted, mate. So unfortunately for us blokes, we feel these holes and we have these feelings. And because we can't explain it, we sort of pretend it doesn't happen. We bury it, we burn it, destroy it. So to hear you say you've gone and done that, Tony speaks volumes about you, mate, and I would encourage more blokes to go and do it. Oh, Joel, I, the, the, the biggest regret I have is that I waited seven years to do it. Mm. And I, I, the biggest thing I got out from your, when the, what you said earlier was the psychologist helped me understand myself and maybe understand that although I'd gone through some tough times, I was certainly not broken and yep. that my life was only getting started. And, yep. uh, but I'm I'm glad to say now, like um, I've never been in a better place, and um, I just had to deal with some stuff. Uh, and I just 
wanted to go there because I know that there's so many people out there, like, you know, big, us big burly blokes, you know, as if you go and see a psychologist, you're not a fruit loop if you do that. And, um, 100%. Yeah. But mate, I, I couldn't disagree more. I think, yeah. I'm not saying everyone needs a psychologist, of but course. I think that if there's been something that's been lingering for a long time, I, um, you know, I've, I would love for more people out there to just at least start thinking about the process of, you know, you don't have to jump, you know, you know, don't have to do it tomorrow, but I'd love them to start thinking yeah. about help out there. Yeah, so absolutely. And it's a big step forward, as you know, mate, to step foot inside of someone's office and, and talk to them about some very deep and dark and personal secrets. Tony's a big deal and full credit to you. And, and it's a powerful story, mate, because people will start to resonate, you know, and say, okay, well, if someone with a professional sporting background like yourself can bite the bullet and admit to some, you know, frailties, then me as a mere mortal can do the same thing, Tony. So I really want to encourage more blokes to get out there and chat. But unfortunately, as we've talked about, you're supposed to be big and tough and strong. And to admit a weakness as a bloke is so devastating and confronting. But as you understand, when you have the courage to do it, it can create some real positivity and some powerful ways forward. Joel, it's an absolute game changer and my philosophy, right? So I think that if people can improve six key areas of their life, their whole life will go to the next level. And they are their, their health, their relationships, their, their finances, their business and career, their enjoyment levels and, and giving back to other people who need it more. So I think that people um, need to start looking at their life as a whole of life concept. And um, just because you might be out there right now with a million dollars in the bank, it doesn't, and it's still okay for you to be sad and anxious because yeah. that's only a very small part of the problem. So I, that's one of the other things I was going to ask you about. It's, um, it's, there's so many factors of life that can be working and not working at the same time, right? hundred percent. Yep. You can look, feel, you know, to the outside world of someone that's got it all together, that picture perfect person, but internally you may not feel exactly the same way, mate. So unfortunately it's a, it's a common experience. And what I find a lot is that if you don't have a good solid background understanding of yourself, doesn't matter what your bank account looks like, your car, your house, your family, your job. If you're, as you say, if you're not feeling that internally, if you don't take care of those six key areas of your life, you're going to end up with a big hole, mate. So I'm not surprised that, you know, that happened to you. And I'm not surprised it happens to other blokes particularly as well. Absolutely. And I wanted to ask you something, Joel. I just got, I just got done reading a book actually. Um, I think it was one of the best books I've ever read. It was called The End of Mental Illness by Dr. Amen. And um, basically what he did was 30 years ago, he started to think where, you know, he's um, no one scans the brain. So he built this, you know, massive business around well let's actually look at the brain before we just you know yeah like nose and pump people th- full yeah. of meds let's just have yeah. a look at if let's pretend let's sorry let's not forget that the brain is another organ so let's have a look at it and, mate from reading that book right i the, the takeaways for me um how important right he emphasized your diet your exercise sleep meditation general stress minimization and vitamins. And, um, the, you know, I, I've, um, followed this, I've almost followed this book to a T and already just in six weeks, just of changing a few things. And I'll, I'll go into a little bit deeper. It's been a game changer for me. And, um, the question that I, that come off, kept coming off the back of that for me, and I'm so glad I could get you on was, do you think that in your experience that people, you know, use medication too often as a shortcut and a quick fix to dealing with some deeper mental issues, Joel, or, 
Mate, look, to, to be honest, Tony, it's a, it's a balancing act. And I want to be very mindful that lots of people who are listening to our podcast may be on medication at the moment. So I certainly don't want to tell people that if they're on meds, they shouldn't be or that it's, you know, it's not necessary. So it's a fine line. But you are, you are right. I think because people want quick fixes, because people need instant answers, GPs, psychiatrists, medical professionals are under the pump to give people what they want because it's easier to, you know, potentially give someone a, a quick answer and say, here's a tablet, than to come and do the, the real tough stuff, which is to come and talk to someone like myself. So it's a fine line. I think, yes, you do need medication in certain circumstances. I don't think you need it in every circumstance, but obviously it's a case-by-case, situation-by-situation sort of approach, mate. So it's a, it's a genuinely fine line. And Joel, is it also a hybrid situation too? Oh, 100%. Yeah, 100%. I think if, if your doctor prescribes your medication, I don't think that without some therapy or without some physical management is going to do you any good. But like you say, sometimes coming to talk to me and managing you know, your physical health isn't necessarily going to tick all the boxes either, mate. So I think it's a, a matter of, as you say, the six key areas. And part of that may be taking medication. Part of that may be coming to seek professional help at the same time and then trying to get in a better balance, mate. So, yeah, you're right. I definitely think it's a, it's a hybrid issue for most people. But um, sometimes I think it's a little bit of a quick fix solution that sometimes gets people in more trouble, mate. But again, that's generalising. It's not, if you're listening to this, it's not a critique of anyone personally, no. And I should have mentioned at the start, we, when I talk about finance as a topic, I always put that general advice because we, Joel, I haven't met you. We don't know what you're going through personally. 100%. Yeah. So we would never want to come across diagnosing any problems or recommending any finance. No, exactly right. And we certainly don't want to people, make people feel more insecure if they're taking medication but haven't taken the next step. No drama. As long as you've done something about it, that's a lot better than doing nothing about it. I'm glad you said that, Joel, because I, that person out there taking medication, hats off to that person because that's someone else. Um, oh, yeah. You're going to have the courage to rock up to a doctor. You're going to have the courage to lay your cards on the table. That's a big deal, mate. So if that's a step, perfect. But there are other steps on top of that. Let's just say that there's more to it than just taking a tablet. You've got to then have the courage to understand the how and the why. Perfect. I'm glad you went there, Joel. And so, yeah. tell, us, tell us some success stories. I don't want you to name names or so forth. <laughs> um, of course not. But in your experience, I mean, you would have um, had the luxury, and I'm sure this gets you out of bed, of seeing someone. And look, I, I, I would never use the word broken, but in a bad place, right? Yeah. And now seeing them in a, a better, yeah. good place yeah. really gets you going, Joel. Oh, mate, 100%. Yeah, the opportunity to work with people and get them to that place is something I'm really passionate about. And I'd like to say that everyone who comes and talks to a psychologist walks out the door feeling 100% better. Sometimes it's a bit of a mixed response depending on people's situations, the connection with the psychologist, their willingness to do some work. So I'm not going to sit here and profess to be, you know, the guru of all things and everyone who walks in my door magically walks out better. But you're right, I, I do get a lot of a buzz and a lot of satisfaction out of working with people. And my understanding and belief is that if people have the courage to keep setting foot in the door and are happy to have those direct conversations, good, bad, or indifferent, they'll always walk out feeling better. But I appreciate it's not always for everyone, you know what I mean? So there's a, again, it's a fine line. Joel, like from off the back of that, you know, is, is there some type of new belief, behavior, or a habit that you've seen with your patients that's most improved their lives? The thing that I've, I've really noticed, particularly with blokes, is when they have the courage to lay down their arms and when they have the courage to be open and honest and feel all their feelings, they actually end up becoming better people, mate. Yeah, so right. And, and Joel, to expand on that a little bit, like um, as an example of that, you're saying someone out there that 
as simple as simple as actually tell, talking to someone about it for the first time, you think that 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 can make a lot of difference. Hundred percent. If you're willing to say, okay, I've got a problem, rather than being the big bravado, tough, strong bloke we're told to be, if we can just learn to be okay about it not being okay, for most people that's enough to get into the real back end stuff they need to then to be able to move forward, mate. And obviously it's not easy, but just that upfront stuff is powerful, mate. It's really significant. And do you know? Can I? One of the things I struggle with, Joel was actually telling my wife about it. Yeah. Uh, I felt that was a really big thing. For, I mean, now it's, I mean, it's, it's amazing. Like yeah. I, you know, I've, I've gone through that process and come out the other side yeah. for very lucky. Um, but that was a real, that, I, I didn't tell, I actually was going to see a psychologist behind her back. Yeah. Because yeah. I didn't want her, like I was meant to be the father of, you know, yeah. the, 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 you know, the breadwinner. And I was like, well, yeah. That I'm talking to someone about being sad. Yeah. And you're right, Tony, that happens to all of us as blokes. You know, we're supposed to be the providers, we're supposed to be head of the family, we're supposed to, you know, be able to keep things ticking over. And again, like someone like a wife or your partner to admit that you're not the person that you believe or want to be to someone who's close to you, that's devastating, Tony. So I'm not surprised to hear you say that for a little while there, you're sort of going behind her back, so to speak, in terms of seeing someone, you know, without her knowing, mate. But as you just identified, Tony, when you told her, and obviously she responded the way that most partners do, it's liberating, mate. It's a real powerful feeling. Yeah, I mean, it absolutely was. And Joel, what about the women? Like, we've talked about big, burly blokes and making sure, you know, you can put your pride to the side. And (laughs) just for that, for the fellas out there, like, you know, anyone who knows me know that I'm a bloody ball of energy and a happy and I, I genuinely am really grateful for the life that I do have. And, oh, but, I, but in saying that, I was in a dark place and I've come out the other side. So I don't want people out there to think, oh, well, if, if you need a psychologist, it's a lifelong thing. You're going to be oh. in the chair forever. It's sometimes, and, and I love the name and, and for listeners out there who haven't heard, Joel's also launched a podcast called The Tuner. <laughs> And uh, I couldn't think of a better word for that podcast and for the, for the psychologist process than a tune-up because that's sometimes as simple as it is, right? 100%, mate. I appreciate the plug, Tony. Thanks, mate. You're a good man. <laughs> yeah, mate, I appreciate it. And, and as we've talked about off air, you're coming on, mate. So I'm looking forward to uh, getting you in adapted and driving you around, mate. But um, wait. <laughs> But in terms of that theory, exactly right, mate. Like particularly blokes, I say to them, look, we might do some intense work for a period of time, whether that's several weeks, several months, whatever it might be. But then it's always about just checking in, following up. It is about a tune-up process for me, mate. I really think for blokes, it's like taking a car in for a service, mate. It's not something you need to do every day, but it is something you need to do on a regular basis. It's short, sharp, you fix what you need to fix and then you get on with it, mate. So that's exactly how I like to work. It's not for everyone, not every practitioner does it the same way, but particularly I find for blokes, that sort of theory and process works really well. I love it. And mate, sorry, I, think I, was, I was alluding to the women there. So what's some of the typical reasons, Joel, without obviously going too personal, but what would be a typical reason that a, a woman would come to see you? What, what like life events would have had occurred? Oh, look, for, for, for me, traditionally, it can be those relationship issues, like same as it is for blokes, but traditionally for, for, for women, if they're feeling a little bit um, isolated in their relationship, not feeling emotionally supported, that can be a trigger. Um, you'd be surprised to, to know that a lot of first-time mums will come and see a psychologist, you know, that transition from having a career and, you know, being able to pretty much come and go as they please to then having a child and expectations that come with being a, you know, super fantastic, you know, 
front cover of a magazine, super mum, you know, look awesome, feel awesome, have the perfect child. So there's a lot of those similar pressures to us as blokes, you know, expectations, beliefs, you know, supposed to be super confident, upward sort of people. So similar things to, to blokes. Mate, they've got the tough job, don't they? <laughs> oh, 100%. And anyone that's a dad or anyone's a parent would absolutely get that, mate. It's, you know, especially as you say, in a lockdown situation where we're around our kids 24-7, you've got a different appreciation of it, that's for sure. You're going to get really busy soon, Josh. <laughs> yeah. um, hey, John, what about like childhood? Like what about, I mean, that are deep and buried that yeah. you think aren't there but are there? Can you talk to that a little bit for us? Yeah, 100%, mate. That's a big issue. You know, not everyone has the ideal upbringing, the, the childhood, and that can leave some really big scars on us as adults. And we think because we're older and we think because we've got a career or our finances sorted or relationships that that sort of, child history doesn't follow us around but unfortunately it does and emotions can really trigger that sort of childlike response if we've had a less than ideal background so you'd be surprised to know how much impact not so great childhoods can have on us as adults mate because that sort of stuff never disappears and unless we talk about it we sort of pretend because we're not identifying it that, it that it disappears it doesn't it just sits right deep in the dark places that we need to talk about but often don't and John, talk to me about um, other things like career. I mean, I, I that was the biggest reason that I had um, consulted a psychologist because I um, that was a big gaping hole. I think it may be because I had visions yeah. of you know being the Australian hooker and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, of course that 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 went away pretty quickly. And yeah. I like, and I know there's listeners out there that would be the same. I felt like I was always trying to fill a void and going yeah. from. Uh, going to bed every night since I was 10 years old, picturing, yeah. you know, winning an NRL grand final. Yeah. Yep. In an office 10 hours a day, yeah. looking at computer screens. You, and I was just like, oh, fuck, what? This, how did this happen? You know, and I'm sure that feeling is someone who's just gone through a marriage breakdown or yep. they've been financially ruined or affected. Right. And I, yeah. I'm sure it would be that gut sinking feeling. And yeah. I um, felt for me that it was just, I tried to deal with it for seven years unsuccessfully and I'm so glad I, I got professionals to help. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a common story, mate. Do you know what I mean? Like, you, you know, yourself, you set your heart, mind and soul onto achieving something and obviously you got there, but it didn't quite fulfill you. It didn't give you the career that you were looking for, you know, obviously because of injuries and other circumstances, mate. And to have that, something like that taken away through no fault of your own is even more confronting, mate, because you can't even say, okay, well, because I did X, Y, or Z, it's because of injury, because of, you know, other issues, mate. So that's what makes it even more confronting. And it happens a lot to blokes, particularly if they're made redundant later in their life, particularly if their, you know, relationship has ended, you know, they're, they're doing all the things that they thought were going to make them live happily ever after, investing in property, you know, shares, that sort of stuff. And if something happens like what we're experiencing now, that can be devastating for people because you've done all the right things but haven't quite got the results you hoped for, Tony. So it's it's devastating, mate, and it does leave a big hole. And because, Joel, it's the stuff where that's the hardest part. Like sometimes you want, you know, you want, to see the dog eat your homework. At least it's a, it's a tangible thing we can go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wasn't my fault. Yeah. I stuff that up. Or, or that, that happened. But this is like, sometimes yeah. you might be in a, you think you're in a, the world's best relationship and then yeah. one day it ends, you know, on exactly a dog. Right. Yeah. And well, the world sets us up that way, doesn't it? Because it says, okay, if you set a goal, you have a vision like you did and you work towards it, it'll happen. And for some of us, it does happen. And for some of us, you end up playing 
300 games of NRL footy, but for some people, they, they work their ass off and never even play one NRL game or they end up, like yourself, playing, you know, a couple of years worth, you know what I mean? So unfortunately, just because you set a goal, whether it's sport or your career or marriage or whatever, it doesn't necessarily mean that just because you set the goal, that it's magically just going to work out for you, Tony. It's not how the world works, unfortunately, mate. Oh, what about, let me ask you, um, and thank you for that, and thanks for all, the, for all this advice, because yeah. a lot of people out there would never have seen a psychologist and would never, yeah. maybe don't need to, but, so that's what I was going to ask you now. So um, what about some like, people out there, like, like if I was to sort of frame it up as like pre-psychology, yeah. what are some things that listeners out there could be doing right now? They're, they're, they're fine. Maybe it's just you know, pre to the tune-up. What, yeah. What's the petrol as that metaphor they could be putting into the car to make sure that the car doesn't break down, so to speak. Yeah, mate, you're, you're right. Absolutely right. That fuel is important. And as you've identified in terms of your health and your well-being, it's about making sure that you are obviously eating the right things and drinking the right things and exercising the right way. That those all things help. As you've also talked about connecting in with family, with friends, you know, maybe do some charity work. Maybe you, you do those sort of things, Tony. It's a combination of a lot of things. It's also about having the courage to have tougher conversations if you, you know, you feel like things aren't quite right rather than just ignoring it and rather or making it bigger than it is. Just have the courage to maybe within yourself, just dive into it, have some conversations with yourself, reflecting on things, listen to podcasts, read books, things that are going to give you that little bit of fuel to think a little bit more about yourself internally, mate. That's the things I talk about in terms of a pre-sort of tune-up process. I love it. You know, the biggest thing that helped me, Joel, um, and I'll share it is I found if you're in a real tough spot right now, um, if you can win the morning, mm. I call it winning the morning. It makes a huge difference. And, and how I um, win the morning is every morning. doesn't matter if seven days a week, it's, it's exercise, yep. meditation, perfect prayer yep. and journal. And I just find that if I, if I get the body moving, you know, that just does amazing things. And we all, we don't need to go into that. We all know how that yep. helps. Yeah. Uh, but then, I start to get the, the gratitude, you know, I pray and I think, you know, the guardian angels out there looking after my wife yeah. and, kids and it's, it's, you know, well, it's like COVID things like that. They become, they start to lose their significance once you understand what you actually have. Um, yeah, of course. Yeah. One of the things that has helped me every day when I was um, going through the darkest times and I would love to share this with listeners is having that vision of what my, I wanted my life to look like. Yeah. I think sometimes, if nothing else, just, you know, and I hope I'm not getting too, um, too deep here, but I hope I can help a couple of people, no matter how shit and hard things are right now is I think if you can just have a vision to know that, okay, well, my life can look like that. It yep. doesn't matter if it's not like that today. Like I, I can love again, if I've just had a separation or I can rebuild a strong business or I can build a financial fortress or I just think people, if you could just spend five minutes every morning, just, you know, laying down, eyes closed, just going, well, forget about what today's like, but mm. visualize what tomorrow could be look like or next year. And the world's got a funny way, like you said before, of knocking us down, but it's also got a funny way of helping us go towards our vision as yeah. well. Mate, that's fantastic, Tony. And I really appreciate you you're sharing so deeply on those things, mate. That is absolutely awesome that you had that or have that process going, mate. And that's fantastic, Tony, in terms of being able to create some good habits and create a solid base. And as you've talked about, it's a fine line between accepting where you are, but having a vision for where you want it to go. And unfortunately, a lot of people struggle with that. They think if I have this vision of where I want to be and it's not happening, that will make me feel worse. And for some of us, it does. But for some of us, it really can be very inspiring 
if we're prepared to accept things as they are. We're not prepared to roll over and do nothing, but we are prepared to be smart about how we go about things, you know? So coming to talk to people like you, like me, like other experts in the area about what's possible versus where we want to be, those things are important, Tony. So winning the morning, I like that. That's fantastic. And uh, I can't remember what it was, but there was a, um, an American, I think maybe a, a, a Marine or he was a general or a colonel. He put up something about making your bed every morning. It's something that's been on yeah. Facebook. And that, 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 that sort of process you're talking about, just if you make your bed, you can go, okay, I've done that. That's one task I've got done. It's something simple, something I can do every morning. So what you said is right, mate. It's perfect, that structure. I watched the, um, you know how they have those, um, the colleges in America, they get the, the superstars to come and do the speech. Yeah. I watched one the other day and, and you know, I, I, I um, am close with religion, but I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not like, you know, complete to the out, but Denzel Washington went and did that. And, uh, he said, I hope that you, uh, I hope when you, when you go to bed at night, you put your slippers too far under the bed. So the next morning you've got to get on your knees to go and get them. And, <laughs> and while you're there, you can thank whether it's God or, or, or yeah. something else, yeah. the, the things that you do have. And I just yeah, like, yeah. You know, yeah. That, that, yeah. Two, uh, gratitude play, but, um, but yeah. Joe, I know that you've run the business, mate, and you've, you've got clients who need you, but so mate, I, I won't hold you up, but I, I wanted to ask you, um, sort of one last question if, if you could sort of you know you see those sky riders right yeah. in the sky if you could you know get into the sky and write one message right now that everyone um everyone could see um you know whether it's a small paragraph or you know a couple of words what would that be if you know if you just wanted everyone to know something yeah great question and what i would write in the sky is stay present stay in the moment be right here you know, it's, it's easy to get caught up in the future, but as you've identified and that owning, you know, yourself is about being present. Your thoughts, your feelings, the good, the bad, the right, the wrong, the ups, the downs, stay present, accept them all, and then you can move forward from there, mate. That would be what I would write, Tony. I love it. Thank you, Joel. I love it. So, mate, um, thanks again for today. I mean, I'm lucky. I get to sit here and, you know, I get to learn. You know, I've got a notepad right next to me. I get to learn so much and uh, it's been awesome. So, Joel, just, just before I let you go, um, obviously there's going to be listeners out there who, who would love to chat. So what's the best place for them to get in touch? Yeah, so in terms of us, Tony, thanks for that. What, uh, my business is uh, Endeavour Wellness. Um, so people can get access to us on Facebook. We've got Facebook page. I've got Instagram page. I've got a YouTube channel going as well. And as you've identified, we're going to start a little separate program process called the Tune Up which is um, going to be similar to this, mate, driving people around in a, an old Datsun 180B that I, uh, that I have and just chatting about life, mate. So if people want to get in touch with me, they can. But I would say that, you know, it doesn't matter whether it's me or, or whoever it is, reach out to a psychologist, get some professional help if you need it, but also understand that it doesn't, doesn't make you broken, as you said, or busted or anything like that. It makes you probably the bravest person in the world when you can lay down your arms and come in and chat, mate. So I appreciate the opportunity, Tony, and I've really enjoyed chatting to you this morning. So thanks for the opportunity. Oh, Joel, the pleasure has been all mine. and Thank you so much for coming on. So there you go, guys. That is a wrap on another podcast. I hope you listened well there. I hope you took some notes and I hope that that made you feel like whatever it is that you're going through, that it's not all bad. Um, there is an exciting future for you and, um, you know, maybe you do need to start thinking about the tune-up and, you know, I couldn't recommend uh, any higher. Just starting with making sure that you, you focus on those things that are important, you know, your sleep, your diet, your exercise, your gratitude, um, just making sure that you you know where you are in this world and that and also that you know where you want to get to because I think that's one of the big things that makes people sad is they've lost hope of what their life could possibly look like and I um, know from experience working with thousands of clients that where you are today um, 
doesn't need to be where you, where you want to be tomorrow. So uh, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Um, if you haven't already, um, hit the subscribe button. And uh, if you think that there might be someone in your life that would benefit from having a listen to this uh, podcast, feel free to just uh, copy the link and uh, send it over to them. Also, if you're feeling uh, friendly, leave us a little rating. That always helps just uh, for us to get the podcast in the, in the uh, ears of, of lots more people. So stay safe, take care, and look forward to catching up on the next podcast. Thank you very, very much.